All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in to another podcast today. And I'm your host, Isaiah McAllen, and glad to have you here for episode number two. Um, Last podcast, we were talking about the Trinity of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and how all are one. And it's, it's one thing to walk in this Christian life, um, battling, trying to turn away from sin, but at the same time, your, your flesh opposes your spirit. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, how the flesh opposes the spirit. And it's, it's, it's a battle every single day. Every day when you're walking in the spirit and you're trying to live for God and it's it's temptation all around us because we live in a world. We live in a generation that's confused, that's um, willingly accepting evil. And it's it's a sad state to view um, when you look around and evil and corruption is being glorified. Um, is 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 crazy? Like, there's there's the coronavirus going around, and people are more afraid of virus than they are of the living God. And the Lord doesn't want you to to be afraid of Him for the mere fact of intimidation. He wants you to fear the consequences of your sin. Okay. Fear the consequences of your sin. You know, don't fear what anybody can do to your body or what virus can do to your body. You need to be afraid of, of the God that that can kill the body and cast your soul into hell. If you go unrepented and you're not truly repentant of your sins. But our flesh takes us away from that sometimes. And it takes us away from our spirit man that we try so hard when you're living um, a spiritual life and you're trying to live for Christ. Um, it takes you beyond that. But God, through his Holy Spirit, always finds a way to, to pull his children back, to pull the ones he loved back to himself. And um, with that, we're just so thankful. I'm going to start off with prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you again, once again, for a beautiful day. Thank you for waking us up today. Thank you for giving us a purpose today. Thank you for starting our day looking towards you, God. We give you all the glory and honor when we magnify your glorious name, God. We magnify your son, the Lamb of God, Yahshua HaMashiach, the one true Messiah, the rock of our salvation. Through him, we are redeemed. We're redeemed through our sins, our iniquities, our mistakes. We're willing to overcome that because the blood of Jesus Christ washes all those away. So, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you and give you glory for sending your son to die for me and for many others in this world that we might have a chance at redemption and restoring our relationship with you, the living God, through the Holy Spirit. So I just want to give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So, we're talking about the flesh opposing the spirit. So, what is the adversary of the spirit? And we can go to, to Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 17. And it reads, This I say then, Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things ye would. So there's, we see that there's constant conflict between our spirit and our flesh. They're always combative. They're always going against one another. Because 
our, our flesh wants to do the things that we want to do. And our spirit wants to do the things that God would have us to do. All right? And sometimes our, our own uh, will of doing things wants to get in the way of what God is trying to do for us and how he's trying to direct us. You know, a lot of us, um, we put ourselves in tough positions. I know for a fact because I have plenty of times um, just do bad decisions, wanting to do things my way, wanting to have control. I mean, as a human, I think you innately have those feelings of wanting to be in control of everything. But God has to remind us and has to humble us, has to bring us back down to remind us that he is in control. That God has control of all these things, all these things around us, all the facets and areas of our lives. God has control of that. And sometimes we, we want to pull the reins. God has to say, no, no, no. I'm in charge. This is what I see fit for you. Because he can see things that we cannot see. We see from the flesh. God sees from the spirit. Okay? So in order to understand that, let's go to Ephesians. All right? Ephesians chapter 6. All right? Verse 12. Said, and it reads, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So what is that saying? We also know that there are evil spirits. You know, there are spirits out there, but there's also evil spirits. As said in, in 1 John 4 and 1, also if you read that. Um, so how do we, we know if it's not the spirit of God? Also by, by the fruits. No, and just like the spirit, we talked about the fruits of the spirit in the last podcast. There's also um, fruits of, of the flesh, you know, and those those things, your, your, the fruit you bear tells your character. That's what they mean by this. And. He even says, I'm, I'm going to go to that that uh, that verse that I just referenced, that 1 John 4 and 1, where it talks about this again, too. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Where do we see that? We see that here today in America, where we have a lot of false teachers, false prophets, you know, they're all about the theatrics. They're not about the gospel. And that's a problem with a lot of churches and why a lot of people are turning away from churches because it's just become one big show instead of being the truth of, of the living God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. They've taken that away and tried to make it a show to conform to the world, to be accepted by the world. But we're not supposed to be accepted by the world. Jesus said we will be rejected by the world. But it's for them to be accepted by us. The chosen ones of God. To bring those lost sheep unto God himself, unto the shepherd, Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what it's about. And when we look at the spirit, there's two types of mindsets. That control your spirit. Okay? There's your carnal mind. And then there's your spiritual mind. Okay? Let's go to Romans chapter 8. We're going to read 1 through 12. And it reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made us free from the law of sin and death. Sin and death go together. 
Sin equals death. Spirit equals life. The Holy Spirit equals life. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. That's what we talked about in the last podcast. And for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous of the law, the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded, there we go, we talk about carnal minded and spiritual minded. For to be carnal, carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Okay? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if, you, if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. That means when you deny your flesh, okay? When we when we looked at that, we seen the carnal mind feeds the flesh, the spiritual mind feeds the spirit, the carnal mind thoughts of sin, the spiritual mind acts of righteousness, the carnal mind equates to death, the spiritual mind equates to life, as we just read. So we talked about. Um, the fruits of the flesh. Well, how do we know the fruits of the flesh? Let's go to Galatians. Okay. All right. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, Lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. These are the fruits of the flesh. And the flesh is some these these things these fruits of the flesh is things that all of us do or all of us have done at some point in our life you know we we try our best to walk after the, after the spirit and our spirit wants to do the right thing our spirit wants to witness to people our spirit wants to tell people about Christ our spirit wants to read our bible our spirit wants to pray our spirit wants to fast but sometimes our flesh gets in the way and we don't want to do those things, you know. So our flesh tries to pull us one way and our spirit is like, no, we have to go this way. We have to go this way. But the flesh says, no, I want to pull you this way. I don't want you going towards the will of God. I don't want you to walk in righteousness. I don't want you to walk in the spirit. All right. I want you to go out and drink. I want you to go out and, and have sex unmarried. I want you to, to do drugs. I want you to do all these things that oppose your spirit to get you off track. You know, and it all started with, with Adam and Eve. You know, Eve eating the fruit, the forbidden fruit, and Adam partaking thereof after his wife. And their sin began, you know, and... Jesus became the offset of that because through his blood, we are redeemed now because of the sins of the time before. 
And now Jesus comes and he is that sin. He becomes that sin, even though he was sinless. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that through him all men be saved. You know? So how do we defeat the flesh? How do we defeat the flesh? Let's stay in, in Galatians. Okay? Let's go down a few more verses. Um, in chapter... Five, of course, in verse 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And we just, we read this. It's telling us to crucify the flesh as Christ was crucified. The same spirit of God that raised Jesus is the same spirit of God that shall rise up. Rises up as well, walking in the newness of life once again. We are supposed to emulate what Jesus did here on earth as followers of Jesus. Okay? He was crucified. He was crucified as flesh. We have to crucify our flesh as well. He was baptized with water. We have to be baptized for the remission of our sins. Okay? He was walking in the Holy Spirit. We also have to walk in the Holy Spirit. All these things tie in together. If you're going to be joined together as the bride of Christ, if you're going to be with him. Anything outside of that is not true. Anything outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not true. The word of God speaks a lot about spiritual division of good and evil and referring to it as light in darkness, okay? And when we look at the spiritual levels of light, we have to start at the bottom. At the bottom, we have people walking in darkness or walking in sin. And then you go up another level. We come out of darkness through the Holy Spirit. And then you go up another level. And through the Holy Spirit, we now walk in the light of Jesus Christ. And then you go up another level. And Jesus Christ is the representation of God, of the light, who is God. And this is how we get pulled out of darkness into the light, into the glorious light. And it's... When we, uh, well, if I, if I can ask a question, what words do we associate light and darkness with? So if we go to, to, to Genesis 1. Genesis 1, 1 through 4. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness. Darkness is another word for sin. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit, which is the light, the spirit of God, which is the light, moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And what that what that verse means when it says God divided the light into darkness, it signifies the separation between good and evil. This is God breaking the sin that was already here when Lucifer got cast here to this earth. And darkness and sin was upon the earth. And it was without form. It was without order. It was void. It was empty. It was dark. And God became that light that spread upon that, that, that darkness, upon that sin. That's why when God said he saw the light and it was good, he's speaking that of himself. You know, so words we associate with light and darkness. Light, you have day. Darkness, you have night. Light, you have God and Jesus. Darkness, you have Satan. Light, you have righteousness. Darkness, you have sin. Light, you have sight. Darkness, you have blindness. Light, you have good. Darkness, you have evil. 
Light means you're walking upright and balanced. In darkness, you stumble. Okay? So, with that, I'm going to end this part one. We'll be back with part two. Uh, I just... Um, I pray that you stay with us, that we continue to touch on this. We're going to be talking about light and darkness, okay? Pertaining in this, this episode about the flesh opposing the spirit and how the two do not go together, how they're always combative and against one another, okay? So we'll be back with part two. Jeremiah 10, 23, 24. We well know, O oh Lord, that to earthly man his way does not belong. It does not belong to man who is walking even to direct his step. Correct me, O oh Jehovah. However, with judgment, not in anger, that you may not reduce us to nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, a continuation of uh, episode number two. Um, 
where we're talking about the flesh opposing the spirit and also talking about light and darkness. And um, in the Bible, we see light represents uh, righteousness, it represents good, represents God, represents Jesus. And darkness is, is the opposite. It represents sin, it represents evil, represents Satan, darkness. It's just, um, it's everything opposed to the light. There's no in-between. There is no gray area um, about that. So let's continue. We're going to go through some scriptures. We're going to go in the Old Testament and the New Testament talking about light and darkness. We read Genesis 1, 1 through 4. And then let's go to Jeremiah. Book of Jeremiah. Chapter 4, verse 23, and it reads, I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void. This is talking about Genesis 1, 1-4. In the heavens, and they had no light. Okay? Translation. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 5. Okay? And it says... Ye are all the children of light. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Okay? Let's go back to the Old Testament. We're going to flip back and forth between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because everything God says in the Old Testament says in the New Testament, everything in the New Testament is in the Old. God never changes, okay? People might say the times are changing, and um, so God is changing. No, God is not changing. God is the same yesterday, today, and he'll be the same forevermore. Amen? So let's go to Proverbs, okay? Chapter 4. All right, chapter 4, verse 19, and it reads, The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not what at what they stumble. See? And it correlates with John chapter 11, verse 10. Let's go there. All right, John chapter 11, verse 10. Jesus is saying, but if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth. There you go. Stumble. He stumbleth because there is no light in him. When you're walking in darkness, you will stumble because you can't see. This is being referred to being blinded by sin. When you're blinded by sin, you can't see which direction God is trying to take you or which way you're going because you're too you're too deep into your sin to where you can't see spiritually. This is what Jesus was trying to help people to understand. People, Jesus was trying to help people to, to see spiritually through their spiritual eyes, not their, their, the eyes of the flesh that are, all, that are only limited, but spiritual eyes that are unlimited and tapped into what God is seeing. Let's go back to the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah. Chapter 60, 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Talking about sin. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and the glory shall be seen upon thee. It's talking about the light, and the Gentiles shall come to the light. And the kings to the brightness of thy rising. This is about coming out of sin. This is about coming out of darkness and walking in the light. He's talking about Jesus Christ. <laughs> Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus Christ right here. When he's talking about the Gentiles shall come to light. This is this can only be done through Jesus Christ because in in the old covenant. It was strictly for the children of Israel, for the Jews. But in the new covenant, Jesus Christ is for every man. He's for all of us. And this is what Isaiah was talking about 
in chapter 60, verse 3, you know, about Jesus Christ bearing the sins of people and taking them out of darkness and come and letting them come into the light and helping them to see the light. So let's go to John. We're going to go to the book of John, chapter 1. Start with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light, was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, as we just read in Isaiah. And the darkness comprehended it not. It's talking about the Jews. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. This is talking about Jesus. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light who is God. Okay? That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. This is just, it breaks everything down. The Bible coincides with with everything that it says. This is why a lot of people, you have to study the Bible. And even myself, I have to, I'm still finding out new things and I'm still trying to understand some things. And when I find something that coincides like a, a New Testament scripture and the Old Testament scripture that comes together and they kind of say the same thing, it just blows my mind to see the, the wisdom of God and the genius of God, you know. And let's go to Daniel. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Let's go to Daniel chapter 2. All right. Chapter 2, verse 19 through 22. Let's go. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth that he knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. It's talking about light and darkness again. It says, he said in verse 20 and 22, He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. God is the light. Jesus is the light. This, and then you go to, to Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 14 through 16. Go there. And it reads, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and give light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see the good works and glorify your Father which is heaven, which is in heaven. This is saying when you walk in righteousness, the light of God comes upon you, and men will see it, and people around you will see it, and. It's all to the glory of the Most High God. It's all glory to the living God. That this light, that people see this light in you. It means God is in you. You're not walking in darkness. You're not walking in sin. You're walking in the light of God, in the spirit of truth. And all these, these, these scriptures about light and darkness in the Old Testament and New Testament, we can go on and on. Let's let's go to, to Psalms. The book of Psalms. Let's go to 18, chapter 18, and verse 28. 
in the reeds, for thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. See? Once again, God, through, through his son, Jesus Christ, lit our darkness up. That Samuel's walking, walking in, Jesus became that light to pull us out of that darkness that can only be given by the Most High God. Amen? And this is just, um, this is just to show you, like, the things that, that, that we read in the Bible, we can think, oh, he's just literally talking about, you know, light and darkness. But no, there's significance behind the words that he uses, that the Lord uses. You know, light meaning righteousness, dark meaning sin, darkness meaning sin. And so keynotes that we have to look at um, for this, this light and darkness. Let's look at number one, God separating day from night. What it signifies, it signifies separating good from evil. Always keep that in mind. When you see God's, when you see in Genesis 1 where he said he separated the dark from the light, means he separates the good from the evil. Number two, someone who's stumbling or who stumbles is walking in sin because you're walking in darkness. You can't see where you're going, so you stumble over things that you cannot see. It's like when you turn off all the lights in your house and maybe your kids leave toys on the floor or leave clothes on the floor and you trip over them and you go, oh, man, I thought I could navigate my way through the dark. You know, <laughs> but, you know, there's different obstacles that you cannot see because if you turn on the light switch, you can see it clearly that, oh, he left it. He left his, his, his cars on the floor again. He left his, his action figures on the floor again. Or she left her doll on the floor. You know, those things. OK, so someone who stumbled is walking in sin because they're walking in darkness. Number three, someone who is walking in the light walks upright. Okay, so if you had that light on, okay, you can see where you're going. Jesus is that light to help us walk upright, to help us walk in righteousness, to help us to understand that this is the way that you should go. And the only way that you can see is through me, Jesus Christ, that you can move ahead and go and do the will of God. And God will direct you through his Holy Spirit if you just follow the light. You know, number four, being blinded by sin causes you to stumble. We already talked about that. Another keynote, God calls us out of darkness into his light. How does he do that? Through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. Um, another keynote, Isaiah the prophet prophesied of Jesus being the light in the Old Testament. As we read in Isaiah 61 through 3, he was prophesying about Jesus Christ. Okay? And in the last keynote, you cannot walk both in light and darkness at the same time. Like I said earlier, there is no gray area um, to this. There's no gray area. There's no in-between. There's no on the fence. Okay? You either walk in the light or you're walking in darkness. You have to pick one. You have to choose one. You know for some, it might be a tough decision. So for some, they might not know. But when you become a new creature in Christ, when you start walking after Christ, when you start walking in the spirit, you start walking in the light, and you find yourself not doing the things that you used to do. You find yourself not going to places you used to go. You find yourself not hanging around people that used to make you do some of those things that you used to do when you were walking in darkness. Okay? Walking in darkness causes you to, to go astray, and you might end up in a dead end. You might end up um, somewhere that you really don't want to be, and it can be tough. You know, the wages of sin is death, and how do we know if we're sinning is when we're walking in darkness, and all of us have been there. 
You know, we, we all had to come out through something. We all have a testimony of those days when we lived in darkness, those days where, you know, nobody believed that we we would, you know, come to Christ. Like, who, you? You you serve Jesus now? You, <laughs> you, you go to church now? You do this and you pray? Yeah, when you become a new creature, when you come out of darkness, you start walking in the light. You start living the light, okay? You start living the light. It's one thing to walk in the light, but when you live in the light, you can see your way clearly through through life and through the obstacles and through the terrains of life and through, and through those things that were set up by, by darkness, by, by Satan himself to try to make you stumble, to try to make you um, throw you off or hinder you from the will of God and where he want and where God wants you to go and where God is leading you. So it's always, um, you should always be aware. You should always be cognizant, especially if you go to a church that's not preaching the gospel, the true gospel. If they're just there for the theatrics and they're there just to get seats and people. Um, and it's all about money, 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 and not the word, 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 then, you know, you got to get up out of there. You know, I don't tell anybody what to do or where they should go or how they should walk their spiritual life because everybody has a different walk um, with Christ. And God deals with each man accordingly, whether it be your gifts, your talents, um, your brain, your heart, your spirit, all these things, um, the intangibles that God put in you to signify you being his. God knows how to walk with you. He knows which direction you should, it should go for you. Not everybody's going to be in church. Not everybody's going to um, understand some things. Um, not everybody prophesies. We're not living in a time of prophecy. We're living in a time of grace. God is, you know, giving us grace. He's giving us mercy to try to get right and get back to him and come back to him, you know. But if the world keeps doing what they're doing and they keep living in darkness and they keep glorifying darkness and glorifying evil and sin, then, you know, it's going to come. There's going to come a time. It's going to be a day of the Lord and the Son of Man will appear in the clouds and he will shout and call his people home. And a lot of people won't be ready because they'll be too blinded by their sin, walking in darkness to even understand or see the light. And when they actually do see the light, they see Jesus come back triumphantly. It's going to be too late, and they're going to wonder, man, I had a chance. I had a chance, you know. So just take heed to what the Bible's telling you. The, the Bible gives you, gives you instructions. It, it gives you the fruits of the Spirit, the fruits of the flesh, all these different things that, that tell you, okay, this is the kind of fruit you bear if you live in this way. You know, you have to keep your mind open. You have to keep your, your heart open, your spirit open, so you can hear God and understand what he's trying to tell you. You know, a lot of us, we tune our ears off. We listen to to our music. We listen to, we watch TV, we watch movies. We do all these things that oppose God. And then we try to go back and we, you know, think everything is okay with how we live in and God has to has to correct us and tell us, no, you shouldn't be walking in darkness anymore. You need to be walking in light, looking towards me. And and every every person that's on a spiritual walk and searching for the most high and, you know, living for Jesus experiences it, you know. There's gonna be a time, like it was times when I bet when I backslide and I backslid and um, I just thought, you know, oh, it'll be all right. I have enough time to to get right back with God and all this stuff. But there's going to be a time where there is no more time left, okay? You have to repent. You have to repent, ladies and gentlemen. Repent of your sins. Turn away from your sins. Come to Jesus Christ. Submit your life to the living God, the one true God, Yahweh Elohim. Submit your lives 
Jesus submitted his life and gave his blood for you, for redemption, for you to come out of your sins and come towards him. He is the key. Jesus Christ is the key for all flesh and all men of the world and women, all of you. Jesus Christ is the key. So you can't come to the Father unless you come through Jesus Christ. He is the atonement. In the Old Testament, they had a day of atonement where the high priests, the sons of Aaron, would go into the, the tabernacle, into the Holy of Holies, sprinkle blood on the mercy seat, the Ark of the Covenant and atone for the people's sins for that year. And once Jesus Christ became the new covenant, he became atonement itself by the sacrifice that he took by his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ is the only way he is the way, the truth, and eternal life. With that being said, I just want to thank everybody else for, for um, tuning in and listening to this podcast. Um, if, if you haven't experienced Christ or you haven't came to Christ yet, I'm going to pray with you. Heavenly Father, I pray that listeners out there that haven't came to Christ yet or haven't, don't even know you, God, have no idea about the spirit and how you walk and how you work, Lord. Let them come to you, God. Let them submit their lives to you. Let them start their life over again. Let them become new creatures. Let them repent, God, through their heart and realize that, Jesus, you are the only way to eternal life. Let them seek you. Let them find you, Jesus. Guide them with, the, with your Holy Spirit. Bring them through your Holy Spirit unto yourself, Jesus. And give them another chance at redemption. Let them turn away from their sin, for their sins. Let them come out of darkness and walk in the light, your glorious light. Let them be born again. Let them repent, be baptized for the remission of their sins, and let them be filled with the Holy Spirit so they can become yours, Jesus. That your blood may be on them for all eternity. With that being said, we give you glory and honor, Heavenly Father. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. My man Jay, come on, drop. I need to know what you do for me, the things you do. Whoa. I need to know what you care for me. Whoa. I need to know what you cover me, the way you do. Whoa. I need to know what you're there for me. Whoa. Even when I'm not worthy, even when I don't deserve it.
Chris oh. Oh. Patiently waiting for my date and time For my life to shine yeah. With the Lord on my mind oh. But I slipped Fell out of his will uh. My own agenda had me trying to pay the bills oh. Mama must have been uh. on her knees Cause the wicked had the keys to my dream But he brought me you out Listeners out there, my name is Isaiah McCowan of Bread of Life Ministries. We'd like to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify, Bread of Life by Isaiah McCowan, and we're also on SoundCloud as well. If you want to hear our podcast there as well, we're also on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Bread of Life Ministries. If you ever want to watch a video of this content, we thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you be blessed and. I pray that you continue to be with us as God continues to use me to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much and be blessed, people.